the Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Almost every woman is careful about her kitchen linoleum and proud of its appearance. So it's natural that far more women would use Johnson's Glow Coat on their linoleum than any other self-polishing floor wax. And today, there's more reason for buying Glow Coat than ever. It has a new glow, that's why. Today, a linoleum covered with Glow Coat shines far more brightly than before. Yes, the luster you get with Johnson's Glow Coat is more brilliant, more beautiful. And the Glow Coat finish is bright, it wears longer, it's smooth and easy to keep clean. Yet, applying it is just as easy as ever. Just put it on, let it dry. Glow Coat produces its own bright luster without any help from you. Now, as a woman who is careful and proud of the appearance of her kitchen, use Glow Coat, the only Glow Coat on your linoleum. It comes in the familiar yellow container with the bright red band. No other self-polishing floor wax can make your linoleum glisten in exactly the same way. For Johnson's Glow Coat has a new glow. We don't want to get into the middle of a controversy here, but what men think of women drivers is being expressed quite frankly by the husband of one as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. And furthermore, women always drive one of two ways. Like they had a cake in the oven in the back seat or like they were the only person left in the world and had to go 40 miles in 12 minutes to make sure. Dearie, I don't agree with you for a minute. You don't, eh? What do you use the rearview mirror for? I don't choose it. It reflects in my eyes. See? Besides, I couldn't choose it anyway. My purse is always hanging on it. Hmm. One more question. Suppose you find a parking space that has barely enough room to park. How do you do it? Well, the way I always do it is to pull up even with the car ahead, back into the car behind... Then the front fender, about $3 worth, burst into tears, and by the time the nice policeman has stopped patting me on the shoulder, some kind gentleman has parked it for me. Snooky, accept my apologies. You get your diploma. Thank you. And now if I take the car down to the dressmaker Mrs. Toops told me about, you won't be worried. Not a bit, kiddo, because I'll drive you. <laughs> Where do you say you were going? I want to see a new dressmaker Mrs. Toops told me about. She does some awfully nice work and very reasonable. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. If she's the bobbin happy seam trimmer that slaps the burlap together for Mabel Toops's duds, you better find somebody else. <laughs> Mrs. Toops always looks like a took-down beach umbrella. Now, on the contrary, dearie, Mrs. Toops is always very smartly dressed. She looks like she just stepped right out of Vogue magazine. <laughs> she always looks to me like she'd been thrown out. <laughs> trespassing. Well, sweetheart, men aren't quite as expert about women's clothes as they are about women drivers. I'll be the fashion editor around here, and you can run the automotive department. Okay, where does this taffeta twister thrower bastings? <laughs> At 1414 14th Street, wherever that is. 1414 14th Street, huh? Let's see, now that'd be about three blocks west of Mo Wall Small Shop, or would it? Is it 1414 East 14th Street or 1414 West 14th Street? Heavenly days, I don't know. Mrs. Toops just said 1414 14th Street. Yeah, that's typical of her. 
She's got less idea of direction than a punch-drunk pigeon sitting on a weather vane in a Kansas tornado. <laughs> oh, well, I'll find it for you. How long are you... Come in. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. Hello, doctor. Hi, ham-stitcher. Hello, Molly, and good day to you, too, Lard Bucket. <laughs> lard Bucket. Look who's calling who Lard Bucket. You've got more cheap beef on your shoulder blades than most people have in their freezers. Now, McGee, don't talk that way to the good uh, doctor. Oh, sweet. I don't mind his little pleasantries, Molly. I know the boy through and through. <laughs> he may be a little rough on the surface, a little unpolished, but deep down inside, he's a mess. <laughs> Who ran the medical school you went to, Olsen and Johnson? <laughs> I didn't know it was considered ethical for a physician in Sturgeon to crack wise about his patients. Interior, decorating. Ordinarily, bird brain, my patients can't complain about my discretion. No. But your medical record is so full of fakes, frauds, and fancy hypochondria, it ought to be published. Make a great comic book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could call it Superphony, the man from outer space with the steel gallstones. <laughs> Speaking of comics, Doctor, how is your romance with Fifi Tremaine coming along? Ha, 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 ha. Touch A, eh, fatso? <laughs> Quiet, mouse meat. <laughs> Why, Molly, our romance is progressing nicely. I gave Fifi a rather handsome valentine yesterday. Cost me six fifty. What was it like, tweezer squeezer? <laughs> well, it had a big red heart on it. My, how original. <laughs> oh, that wasn't all. It had lace all over it, and when you opened it up, there were two pairs of nylons in it. And a little card that said, I hope you'll be my valentine, is the way these verses always start. And the reason the hose are tucked in here is because love is a beautiful sock in the heart. Isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. It'd be more effective if Latrivia hadn't given her the same card day before yesterday. What? He did. Why that double cross? I told him what I was sending her, and he deliberately bought the... May I use your phone? Uh, certainly, Doctor, Never but Never mind. Not... Thanks, anyway. I'll go see him. Thanks for tipping me off, McGee. Now, look, Bedside, don't go flying Mind your that. own business, nosy. <laughs> so long, Molly. Goodbye, Doctor. <laughs> McGee, I don't think you should have told on mere Latrivia. My gosh, kiddo, I didn't tell on anybody. Gee whiz, I don't even know what Latrivia sent Fifi. <laughs> You said that he... Oh, don't pay any attention to me. All I was doing was stirring up a little action here. Oh. Them two overage Romeos will sit on Fifi's front porch till the roof falls in. In their case, Cupid needs a kick in the quiver, and I'm just the boy to do it. <laughs> well, get your hat, baby. Let's go. Wait a minute now. How about taking a city map? 14, 14, 14th Street may be hard to find. Not for old homing pigeon McGee, Snooky. I got an infallible system how to find places while there's snow on the ground. What is it? I find somebody that's just come from there and backtrack them. <laughs> Ready, Billy Mills to the orchestra and Little Jack Frost get lost.
keep looking for street numbers, kiddo. I'll drive slow. 14, 14, 14th Street should be along here someplace. That's what you said three blocks down there, dearie, yeah. but that turned out to be the 900 block, as near as I could make out. Half the houses on this street aren't even numbered. Yeah, and when you do find a number, it's harder to read than the Greek timetable. <laughs> Why does a guy put his address on his porch post and then plant honeysuckle in front of it? Well, it's cheaper than a rose bush, I guess. Yeah. Well, come on, let's try the next block. Maybe they got some numbers on their houses down there. You know, there. this is pretty silly, having to hunt around like yeah. this. What on earth would a stranger do in this town, anyhow? Oh, well, check in at a hotel, I guess. Wash up, shoot a few games of pool, maybe catch a movie. No, over. no, I mean... Uh... <laughs> Dad, Brad, I'm getting sore. How do they deliver mail around here, anyhow, with bloodhounds? What do these people think? Oh, I should have asked Mrs. Toops to come with us, I suppose. Uh, How she ever found this dressmaker in the first place is... Oh, wait, McGee, there's a number. Quick, stop the car. Okay. Oh! Here. We gotta get them brakes fixed. Look, 1422, we're getting close. Yeah. Come on, let's get out and walk around. 1414 can't be far now. All right, George, this is ridiculous. How does everybody expect anybody to know where somebody lives if nobody puts any numbers on anybody's house so everybody can find nobody? Well, there's 1422, but the next house is unidentified again. Mm. Look, here comes somebody across the street, McGee. Maybe he can tell us. Mm. He don't look too bright, so... <laughs> Maybe he lives around here. <laughs> Hey, bud, uh, pardon me a minute. Certainly, old chap. What's on your mind? Well, uh, we're looking for 1414 14th Street, sir. Could you tell us which house it is? I wish I could help you, madam, but I arrived in town just a while ago. Oh. Well, okay, bud. We just thought... Incidentally, uh, which way is the grain exchange building? <laughs> grain exchange? We haven't got any grain exchange here. What? Isn't this Chicago? Joe, <laughs> no, I'd better get a tram and buzz off. <laughs> days and I thought we were lost. This isn't the stupidest, dad-raddest way to... Doggone it, what kind of guys are running this town anyhow? Letting the street numbers get into the kind of a mess that you can't find Toops as dressmaker. I got a Wait, notion... wait, wait. Hold everything, dearie. I've got a clue. Hmm. I think we're finally getting warm. Warm? I'm burning up. I'm hotter than a baker's knuckles. <laughs> I'm... What's the clue? Over there across the street. 1413, it says on the gate. Yeah, but we're looking for... Four... Oh. Oh, hey, I got an idea, Molly. If that's 1413 over there, then 1414 must be over here, across the street from 14... That's a wonderful deduction, dearie. <laughs> well, come on. This is the place we're looking for. This gray stucco. I told you I'd find it, kiddo. Stick with me. Well, it seems to me Mrs. Toop said the dressmaker has a frame house, but ring the bell anyway. We can ask. Huh? This is a frame house with stucco over it. All houses are built out of frames first. If you don't have the frame, you can't have the house. Hello there. What can I do for you? I'd ask you to come in, but I've been cleaning house all day, and everything's just a mess, a mess. Well, you see, uh, madam, we're trying you to... You know how it is, cleaning house with three kids under your feet. Although, goodness knows, I don't have as much trouble with my children as my sister does with hers. Goodness knows. Well, uh, maybe you can tell us where... She for... just spoils them. That's the trouble. That's the whole yeah. trouble. That little Albert of hers, he'll be four this summer, late this summer, Labor Day. He's just a spoiled kid. Just spoiled. She probably left him out in the sun too long. <laughs> but look, sis, we're lost. We want to... I said to her yesterday, Thelma, I said, your little Albert is just a bully, I said. Just because my Richard is twice as big as he is, is no sign your little Albert has to bully him, I said. No sign. <laughs> what did Thelma say to that? Thelma? My sister Thelma? Yeah, Thelma. No, 
You see, we're looking for number 1414 14th Street. We wondered if you 1414? Have... Oh, that's not here. This is 1402 14th Street. We live here, 1402. 1402. In the middle of the block? Yes, we used to live at 1402 Hoover Avenue, but when they changed the name of the street to Boulder Boulevard, my husband sold the house. He just sold it. Well, fine, sis. We just... But we were always so happy at 1402 that he just brought the numbers along. (laughs) He's going to put them up when he has the... Are you sure you won't come in? Oh, no, no, thanks, sis. (laughs) You've been a big help, though. Yes, thank you very much. Goodbye. I'm really sore. This thing is getting under my skin like chiggers at a picnic. Now, there's no use getting excited, McGee. Let's go pick up Mrs. Toop. Excited? Who's excited? You are. You said it. (laughs) This thing by George has got my back up. That's what this thing by George has got up. (laughs) What's the matter with the people in this town? What's the matter with the city hall? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go down there and blow the lid off of that joint. Oh, now, for goodness sakes, just because people are careless about their house numbers, why blame it on the city hall? Why? Why, my gosh, kiddo, this is a democracy we're living in. I know. And when something goes haywire in a democracy, who do you blame? The guys that done it? No, sir, you tear the roof off the city hall. (laughs) Get in the car. I'm going to Kramer's Drugstore. Kramer's Drugstore? Yeah, boy, oh boy, do I ever need an aspirin. (laughs) On in the drugstore, Molly. I got to calm down a little, and I calm down better when you keep shutting me up. Now, I think you're taking those street numbers too big, sweetheart. Let's have a soda and forget the... Oh, hello there, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hi, Junior. Are you down here buying or selling, Mr. Wilcox? Oh, I was just back there giving Kramer a little help, Molly. I just filled a prescription for him. You what? I just filled this prescription for Kramer. He's been complaining lately about a terrible pain in the neck, you see. Caused by his customers making cracks about the dingy, faded look of the linoleum in here. 14, 14, 14th Street, and you can't find 14. So I wrote out a simple prescription for him and filled it myself. You just take one part of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, you see, and pour it out on one part of your linoleum, spread it around on all the other parts, and let it dry. All the way to run a town. Houses blank all over the joint. Glow coat dries, you see, to a gleaming finish that brings back all the brightness of your linoleum's original colors in just 20 minutes or less. 20 minutes, it adds years of life, because glow coat... Yes, we know. Yeah, 20 minutes or less. Numbers, numbers, numbers. If they don't put some numbers on the Glow coat spreads a thin, tough film of wax protection over your floor covering that guards it against wear and tear and dirt. Hey, hey, hey. Look, Waxy. Yes, pal. Look, I got a burn on, see? We've been all morning trying to locate teens 1414 14th Street. But the numbers in this town Hey, are all... hey, 1414 14th Street? Yeah. Gee, kid, that's odd. That's my sister-in-law's address. It is? Well, for goodness sakes, where's the house, Mr. Wilcox? Tell us where it is, will you? Glad to, Molly. It's in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> Well, no wonder we couldn't find the place if, oh, Toops' dressmaker wouldn't live in Omaha. He's confusing. Uh Uh-oh. What is it? Look who just blundered in here. La Trivia. Aha. Just the guy I want to see. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Now, McGee, don't... Hello, Molly. McGee. Nice to see you both. You think so, eh? Look, Mr. Mayor, has anybody wrote in to congratulate you lately on the swell way you got the houses numbered on 14th Street? Why, why, no, I don't believe anyone has. Well, nobody's going to, too, either. <laughs> in case you don't know it, Latrivia, those people out there haven't got any numbers on their houses. Looking for an address around this town is like looking for a BB in a bucket of buckshot. <laughs> really? 
Well, this is news to What's me. What's the matter I... with the government in this town, anyhow? We got laws for stuff like that, haven't we? Well, yes, but I don't... If I thought that... the people in this town were greasing up the old pork barrel just to keep from putting numbers on the houses... Oh, McGee, just... that's ridiculous. Certainly. As a matter of fact, we do have an ordinance that requires all places of residence to be plainly numbered. Does the city enforce it, Mr. Mayor? Certainly not, they don't enforce it. We run all over 14th Street looking for 1414 14th Street, and where was it? Whose knows? <laughs> well, perhaps our existing law is not as strong as it should be, but well, I'm let's sure make it... it strong. Let's put some teeth into that law. Let's put a set of teeth into it that'll take a $100 bite out of every guy that don't have a number on his house. Personally, I'd be in favor of it, McGee. Yeah. Why don't you come down and tell that to the city council? We'd be glad to, Mr. Mayor. Why? Well, the council meets tonight. Their regular meeting at 8.30, City Hall. Will you both be kind enough to be there? Well, I'll say we will, boy. You may wind up in the political ash can, but by George, we'll have a better city. McGee, that's not a very nice You know, thing. you're an interesting character, McGee. My father would enjoy knowing you. Honest? You think so? Yes. In fact, I think I'll drop Dad a letter about you. Drop who? Drop Dad. <laughs> See you at 8.30, Molly. <laughs> Men and Sunflower. I was born in Kansas, I was bred in Kansas, and when I get married, I'll be wed in Kansas. There's a true blue gal who promised she would wait. She's a sunflower from a sunflower state. Sunflower, she's my sunflower, and I know we'll never let her. My sunflower, she's my one flower, she's a flower of my heart. Gals are fair in Kansas, clouds are rare in Kansas, never saw a place that could compare with Kansas. I'm a-going home to keep a wedding date with a sunflower from the sunflower state. Sunflower, she's my son. City Hall seems deserted at this time of night. Well, what do you expect when we come in here with a squawk kiddo, a brass band? No, sir. When 5 p.m. rolls around, these boys hit for home like a third base runner on a shortstop's fumble. <laughs> come on, let's go on in. My, it's a very dignified building, isn't it, dearie? A nice City Hall. Yep. And you know what? Oh, hi there, old-timer. Hello there, Mr. Old-timer. Hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. <laughs> 
you doing in the city hall at this time of night? We're attending a council meeting. You too? Nope. It's just that, well, there's something about this place that impresses me at evening time, kids. Yeah? Here's where the common citizen can raise his voice and be heard. This is our building, kids. And these here rooms and through these silent halls is transacted the business of our city as we demand it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but why are you really here? I'm waiting for my brother. He's a bailiff in the circuit court and he owes me three bucks. <laughs> well, we got a job to tend to, old-timer. We come down here to put up a beef. You see... Say- I got a mighty fine recipe for putting up a beef, Johnny. No. Take young beef and soak it overnight in a bathtub full of dill juice and a squeezing from a bushel of pawpaws. <laughs> then you take the hoops off and make ashtrays out in them and then you start... Well, no, a... no, Mr. <laughs> no, Mr. Oldtimer. He means we have a complaint to make to the city council. I'll say I've got a complaint to make. I'm going to blow the lid off of this joint. I'm going through that council like a pair of pigeons through a peck of popcorn. <laughs> Well, you're just like I was when I was a young fellow, Johnny Full of vim, vinegar, and stale jokes (laughs) I mind one time Uh, Speaking of time, what time is it, McGee? About half past Excuse us, old-timer, we gotta get upstairs Oh, sure, Johnny, you run right along Soon to see my brother, I'm leaving in a few minutes myself I'm uh, fiddling for a square dance tonight, and I gotta locate a horse. A horse? What for? Well, my bowstring's a kind of straggly, daughter. Gotta find me a horse and clip me off some of his tail. <laughs> I didn't know you were a square dance fiddler, old timer. You call the dances too? Yes, I sure do, Johnny. Well, all join hands and circle to the right. Swing that gal with all your might. Balance and swing with a do si do, and honor the lady at your left elbow. Three go forward and three fall back with the gents in the middle and take up the slack. Sashay right and turn like a seat. That's how we do it. Can't we'll see you next week. that square dance was, I'd like to go there myself and... Yeah, we'd never find it anyhow, the way these streets are numbered. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to blast that city council... Oh, here. Right up these stairs. is where the city council meets. But where's the city council? My gosh, we've been waiting here almost two hours. You know what? It's 10.20. They were supposed to meet at 8.30, weren't they? Yeah. I don't like to be an old wet blanket, dearie, but I think we're stood up. Oh, will I ever give the newspapers a story on this? That just proves what a mess this town is in. Even the city council can't get to a council meeting on time. So what can we expect of the people? Wait a minute. Look, here comes a man with a broom. I'm going to ask him what... Uh, pardon me, are you the janitor? I ain't the city treasurer, sister. <laughs> well, look, bud, the, the mayor told us to meet him here tonight to talk to the city council on an important matter. This is where they meet, ain't it? Yeah, certainly is. Move your feet, master, so I can sleep under there. Uh-oh. Well, uh, why is the council so late getting here? The council meeting was called off for tonight, Lurley. Alderman Hogan busted his gavel. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean it was called off? My gosh, we Why didn't somebody tell us? 
Mr. McGee and I were told to be oh, done. Oh, uh, you, Mrs. McGee? Hey, they sent you a message telling you the council meeting was postponed. When? This afternoon. Let me get two to the wastebasket there, will you, Mac? Uh, oh. Uh, hey, look, we were home all evening. Nobody sent us any message. You live at 79 Wistful Wister, don't you? <laughs> yes, we do indeed. Well, I was the fellow that took the message. I, I couldn't locate the house. Why not? You ain't got no numbers on the house. You don't mind sitting here in the dark. Got to turn the lights out. <laughs> There's a container in your store that holds a brilliant surprise for you. A surprise for anyone who hasn't recently tried Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. For there's a new glow in this bright, long-wearing floor wax. A glow that shines with a greater beauty, a higher luster on your linoleum than before. Ask for that container of Johnson's Glow Coat tomorrow, the yellow container with the bright red band. You get a surprising new glow when you get Glow Coat. to get to that dressmaker, McGee. Ah, uh, stay away from that stitch witch, kiddo. I don't like her. Why, you don't even know her. No, but I heard what she told you on the phone. But she thought you ought to drop me. Drop you? Why, she didn't say anything of the kind. No, she didn't tell you to drop that ham. She said ham, H-E-M. Oh, him. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racing, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Phil McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Question. What piece of furniture in your house collects more smudges, more fingerprints than any other in the whole house? Probably it's your radio. Your family just naturally uses it more often. And that means extra cleanup work for you. But not if you use Johnson's Cream Wax. The cream wax that cleans so quickly, dries so quickly, polishes so quickly that using it is practically as easy as dusting. With Johnson's Cream Wax, you can completely clean, beautifully polish your whole radio in just 40 seconds. Johnson's Cream Wax cleans in a moment, dries, and polishes in a moment, and leaves no oil to stay wet and catch dust. So make cleaning and polishing practically as easy as dusting. Use Johnson's Cream Wax, the fastest wax polish you can buy. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.